FYI, Mark, I'm very sorry for whatever's going to happen. But you did leave us, you did leave us unsupervised. That's all I'll it. say. I'm saying this in in the future as well, so I'm just predicting it's going to be terrible for him to edit. Yeah. So yeah, just we'll, we'll see. Okay, um, yeah. we'll do a clap test because that's what Mark does. Clap hard. All right, are yeah. you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. And welcome to Laps Gamer episode 191. It's hard to believe we've been going for 190 episodes already. Uh, and this 191st extravaganza is probably going to be the craziest man extravaganza. Y- yeah, extravaganza. Well, I'm really building it up to this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so effectively what has happened is Mark has gone on holiday for the weekend. Damn and him. He has uh, left all the children in charge of the of the show. Um, hey. So, yeah, the adult has left the room, and we'll see what happens. But I'm very glad to say that I am joined by our very own Chazzy. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Busy, Excellent. busy week, but uh, yeah, other than that, it's, yeah, it's, been, it's been all right. It's been good. Yeah. Good. It's good to have you back. I don't, I don't, you. We've not been it's on been a, a podcast while. together for a while. <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, we've been doing the old Formula One for for, for a bit, but um, yeah, I haven't been on a podcast in yeah a little while, about three or four episodes. Yeah, yeah, good. Hopefully, yeah. you've uh, got some games to talk about because Fingers I crossed, will mate. be completely honest and say that I have been <laughs> so busy. All I've had time to play is Formula One, really, and that's yeah. only because it's in the calendar. It's literally in my calendar for every every <laughs> Sunday and Wednesday. Or Thursday. I, I love the way that you schedule, um, the, like your game time into an actual calendar, like like a, a to do list for your day. I think that's amazing. Block booking, block booking. It's the way that's to it, go. Man. Like, I if I don't do it, then I get stressed at myself because I'm like, oh, I can't. I, you know, I've I've not dedicated the time. So yeah, yeah, I'm very much like that. Of like, if I block book the time out, I'm actually gonna do what I say. I've block booked the time out to do. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, F one F one is in a recurring event in the, on a Sunday night, <laughs> and I just block book all the time around. But you see, this is the problem: I haven't block booked anything this week previously. Right. So this is why I haven't played any games this week because I've not. So now you're just the off time. the rails. Yeah, going crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is a slightly bad position because we're now less than a month away from Game of the Year, and I need yes, to mate. really finish some games up. That I want. Are to you talk struggling about. to get stuff finished or at least like played? that you think should, you know, be in the conversation? What I'm struggling with is feeling like there are games that have come out this year that I want to find the time to play Yeah, that I haven't had the time to play, so I won't be able to talk about it, which, I mean, we are Laps Gamer, as everyone listening knows, so we don't have to play things the year that they are released for them to be eligible in our game of the year, but there are some games I feel like I should play this year and at least talk about for example sable um i played the demo of it when it was in steam week at week demo thing yeah um and then <laughs> i got it installed when it came <laughs> out and it's just sat on my hard drive doing that's nothing. game is that game pass still at the moment is that yeah just, yeah it's, it's yeah. all on game pass um right. same with unpacking uh i know mark 
has talked highly of. Uh, I've got it installed, not really played it. Yeah. I've played the first half hour of Forza Horizon 5. Um, so yeah, there's there's just a lot of games that I literally have installed right now that I just haven't found the time to play. Just um, need to start getting on that calendar. That's it, yeah, I do. Um, I have been trying to find... I've been trying to finish up Deathloop. Um, I, th- oh. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, instead of trying to um, play more new games, I'm just going to try and finish up ones that I've started. I've right. um, solidified the ones and make, make your thoughts for game yeah. and the ones you do. I think so. going to be there. Yeah, I've, I've played 10 or so games, so I've got at okay. least the top 10. And let's face it, if, if Andy's not going to listen to this, I don't know if he will or not. But yeah, just say it quietly, we'll never know. I mean,. Only Andy did the five to six to ten last year, so yeah. you know um, I, I should talk it, about a top I, five. <clears throat> I get the writing bug every every year around Christmas. I think right, what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to you know get the fire on. I get the wood burner on. I'm going to yeah. sit there with my laptop and I'm just going to crash out the two the two little articles about the games I've played for this year because you know yeah. cause some I do like to do a bit a bit of creative writing every now and then, you know, um, but. Then, then, then I eat a load of mince pies and you know, drink a lot of wine, and I completely forget about that until That's it, yeah. until the new year. And then I go, ah, oh, it's too late now. I'm, Getting the I'm, Christmas I'm too drunk, too well, I'm too fat to type. <laughs> My pudgy fingers won't smash the keyboard. Use yeah. use uh, voice to text. That's it. Better. <laughs> that would be very interesting, actually. Me voice to text in and seeing if it like all the auto corrects that it puts in for like weird game names and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, so yeah, just as a precursor, I suppose I yeah. haven't played a great deal this last couple of weeks. Um, I played up a bit more Death Loop, which we were talking about on the last mm-hmm. podcast. Me and Mark were talking about on the last podcast. Um, I making progress in that game is quite interesting. I, I played a level while we were streaming f1 didn't i or before yeah. or after yeah yeah you were um that so you actually got me it. more interested in the game because i've like as we've discussed before i'm not a i've played a bit of dishonored and a bit of Dishonored two and i don't know there's just something about those games that i that doesn't click with me and i don't know if it's just me being a bit rubbish or what but like i'll like i know everyone goes mad for the games but i'm just it it doesn't float my boat hmm and I was looking at sort of Deathloop and I was like, actually, this does look really interesting because they've freed it from the, well, if you don't stealth, then you, you know, you're not playing the game properly. You know, you can go on, you can go on a chaos run, but you know, like any other games anyway, like you can go on a chaos run, but then you're, you're going to get penalized for it, blah, blah, blah. Whereas in Deathloop, it seems that they've done away with that. And that's taken, a, seems to take the anxiety of the game away a bit, like the, the anxiety I feel for those games. Like it mm. mitigates that somewhat. So um, yeah, yeah. Watching like, like you play, you say, it was like it was interesting that you're doing that kind of what we were saying the other day about um, Dark Souls and doing like kind of laps and kind yeah. of you know getting your getting your roots down and and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, you could play differently in Dishonored, but it always felt like if you didn't play stealth, you weren't playing the game right. Mm. Um, whereas in Deathloop it's completely gone you can play it however you want and i've definitely not tried to be that i'm that stealthy uh i'm quite stealthy just naturally in those mm. kind of games but there are definitely times where you know i just go a bit guns blazing because i know i can and that's it yeah. you can like in 
you know, Bloodborne and Deathloop, like you say, it's because it's Groundhog Day, you're doing the same things day in, day out. You kind of get to know the map and you get to know where people are going to be and you can really sort of refine and optimize your routes through these places to get to the targets and what you're meant to be doing. Do Um, you ever play a run and, like, say, I'm assuming it goes through the day-night cycle, so you start in the morning and by the evening you're... That's the end of the end of the run. End of the evening is the end of the run, right? That's, that's yeah, one full loop. Correct. Do you ever find your yeah? So do you find yourself ditching loops part way through to then go back to earlier sections to just keep doing those or mining those for whatever you need to get out of them? Not really. Mm. Um, the only time I've done that is when there's been literally I'm working on. So you work on leads in the game. Right. So you have a lead of. You want to get to this person, so you have to go here and learn this bit of information, and then you might have to wait. You might have to wait for either a couple of hours or the next day. Right. So sometimes I've um, skipped the day because of that, but there's always other things to do. You can always just pick up the other leads and stuff. Now I'm I've got to basically the end of the game, or I'm mm. getting towards the end of the game. They're becoming less and less. I think I've only got like one active lead that I need to follow right. up now and finish. And then it'll be sort of my final run of actually, you know, killing them all in one day, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I am now. And that, but then even after then, you know, you can do so much things as you can get all the power ups and you can go through and kill them in different ways. Yeah, and other, other things to mop up. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying chipping away at that, and it's still nice. quite the nice, you know, fifteen twenty minute jump in jump out type of game. Yeah. I just haven't had many 15, 20 minutes recently. <laughs> I've just been so busy with work the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, we've been playing F1, streaming F1 yep. still. Uh, yeah, me and Mark did Sochi at the weekend. Yeah, sorry, um, I missed that. Yeah, it B- was... Build, building my son's um, new cabin bed was far more important than... Oh, well, is it a cabin bed? Yeah, so I built a cabin bed and then totally forgot what time it was and i looked up and you'd been racing for about half an hour yeah and i just thought, i did, I did like how you literally you literally jumped in like yeah hi guys are you racing yeah he's like hello are you racing i am really sorry i am currently packing all the tools away yeah. so yeah sorry about that that's completely fine <laughs> um you know it was it was a decent race uh we were on i was on pole and mark took a lot of penalties to get a new engine um so he started from the back and effectively i had just a good start um got around the first few corners i was in the lead and then that was just my race pretty much there i was away sailing in first um the rest of the race uh mark had a trickier race he had a hamilton-esque race from brazil yeah pretty much uh he well he if Hamilton had spun out he'd, at turn he'd one, he'd be offended by that, wouldn't he? He'd be probably would be. Just, yeah, uh, he wouldn't I'm like. Sorry, that. Mark. If you're if you're editing this now, mate, I do apologise. I didn't mean to like compare you to Lewis Hamilton. I, you know, <laughs> now you're not his biggest fan. Oh wow! Get in there, Lewis. What an awesome drive, mate. What an awesome drive. Absolutely stellar result. Um, no, he he spun out and then had to um, effectively go stupidly long on his first set of tyres, which. Yeah. wasn't fun apparently and there were softs so and then he switched to mediums but 
he came second in the end, so it, it was a good strategy. It, everyone else did a two-stop, including me, and he just did a one-stop. Nice. Which obviously saves, you know, 30-odd seconds. Yeah. Um, which is what won him the race. Well, nice work. You know, got in second. So that was a good one-two for the team. Uh, we just points. did qualifying in Singapore. Um, God, what an <laughs> awful track. That's shocking, isn't it? That's Horrible. Yeah. Um, practice one was r- wet, rainy. There wasn't any grip whatsoever. It was yeah, horrible. You two drifting around and just getting lots of understeer was not. It, it was just. It looks horrendous. Horrendous. It was. It was weird because it was understeer into the corner and oversteer out of the corner. Yeah. And there was just no way you could Focus. put your throttle foot down and yeah, actually have grip. Have you mid, just uh, mid pace all the way around. It was. Yeah. It's weird. Not even mid pace. It was. It was horrible. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> um. But it cleared up in practice two, so we just skipped to practice two where it was dry. So nice. we did all of that. Qualifying was all dry, so we qualified one two. Um, the race looks like it's going to be a bit wet at the end, so I'm really hoping it's not for long or if that yeah. just goes away. But we'll see what happens, I, I suppose. But one. one two can't get much better than that. That's it. Um, we need. So yeah, little little motorsport motorsport. What do we call it? Motorsport, motorsport corner. Minute. Yeah, Motorsport exactly. Minute update. That's it. So, <laughs> Chazzy. Hello. What have you I, been playing recently? Me, I've been playing all kinds of stuff. I've been all over the place. Um, uh, let's start with Forza because I know you've played that. So, um, mm. Yeah. I am not the biggest fan. of. Uh, this is going to be like me saying, I don't like games. Um, no, it's, I'm not the biggest fan of the Forza Horizon games because I find that they're, the, the rubber banding is quite obvious. Yeah. And um, it doesn't feel like it rewards skill. It just seems to reward you anyway. It's like getting a, you know, getting a participation prize, you know, com- completing an event to me. It doesn't feel like a challenge. Yeah. Um, I know Mark's like sort of, we had, we had a little discussion about this a uh, little while back and he's like, just treat it like Mario Kart. It's, you know, it, just, just have fun with the race, you know, just let the races be what they are. But, you know... It, I don't know. There's some, something niggles at me. Like when we play, I think it's just because, like, obviously, I play like you guys do the you know a set of courses of the world and the Gran Turismo's and blah blah blah. And I like to have the precision and know that my skill behind the wheel is actually affecting how quick or how well or badly I'm doing. Mm. I think I just don't think I can get out of that mindset. But having yeah. said that, um, thoroughly enjoying the new one. Um, I think the setting helps. I think the setting being new, not quite as um, bland as the the English, the, the British setting. You know, being a bit more exotic actually helps this game. And um, yeah, yeah, I've just been thoroughly enjoying just hooning about and being silly, really. Not really engaged with many of the races and just kind of like see what I can find off the beaten track. It's been that's been my kind of thing at the moment. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, so yeah, definitely one that I think I'm going to go back to and give a bit more time to going forward. Um, you know, and and that's saying something because a lot of the Forza Horizon games I've bought, played for like you know four or five hours, and then just gone, no, not for me, and sold it back to CX or whatever. But yeah. how, how are you finding it? Um, it's I'm enjoying it so far i've not played a massive amount but it is to me 
Forza Horizon is very much. It's almost like a Grand, uh, not Grand Turismo. Christ, it's definitely not a Grand Turismo. <laughs> Grand it's almost a Grand Theft Auto. Right. Okay. Where yeah, yeah. that kind of, I do it for the missions and the you know funny little stories you get, and yeah. not so much the races. Uh, I get where you're coming from in the the fact that it's obviously not a Grand Turismo. It's not an Assetto Corsa where you know we like being competitive. I think we like yeah. knowing that. Uh, we can be good at something and you can improve at, at, yeah. at what you're doing and knowing that that is accurately represented on the computer screen. Um, yeah. So yeah, I completely understand. I, I saw a really funny video earlier where uh, they were saying uh, like the top level AI <laughs> and people were complaining that they were too good basically because of the rubber right. banding. Obviously it just yeah. shoots away from you. And this, uh, the video was, effectively saying oh you know you just need to deploy good racemanship and the guy literally thwacked the other one off the track and went on to win <laughs> um but that's the kind of thing that you know it, it it's not a racing game for racing people is it it's, it's kind no, of exactly it's, this is it's it. toys this is, this is the thing is obviously it comes from the motorsport lineage and then they've kind of i don't want to say dumbed it down but they've just sort of shifted it sideways into this kind yeah. of more arcadey thing and it's like part of me wants you know if if you're going to go that way make it more like burnout and just make it ridiculous mm. you know and make it so over the top that it's i mean you know, the intro's kind of over the top yeah but even then it is sort of grounded in look how great we are look how racy you are against these other racy cars you know whereas like burnout is just like go and flip your car over this thing and through like a hoop and land it on the other side into a crocodile-infested swamp. You know, it's, like, ridiculous. Whereas this is still too grounded in the motors, like the like the cars, and, you know, the cars being cool and being racy. And I, I don't know. Yeah, like I say, I'd rather it just go balls to the wall as opposed to, like, sort of this horrible middle ground where it's... Yeah, it, it's it's. Not, I don't feel like it's serving anyone, but a lot of people like it. So, what? Who am I to say, right? But um, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Like, but I just remember like getting into Burnout Paradise, you know, and and kind of like having six player, you know, like all queuing up on top of a, um, uh, like on the top of a car park, so we could jump over and, you know, do whatever the challenge was, you know, jump over an interstate and land on the other side on all four wheels, you know. Like yeah, stuff that's a great like that. Game. Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, you've got convoys in this and and that kind of stuff. But you know, I'd rather it just go wacky, you know. And then you know, th- that's probably where the DLC comes in, and they'll probably do a Hot Wheels or a Lego thing. And you know, I'd probably far far more enjoy that just because it's so out there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's from what I've played, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but it's for me i know mark is completely mm. in love with the scenery and the the setting that yeah. it's in mexico and i'm a bit more on the other edge of oh i wish i was back in britain um <laughs> not because i particularly like you know the country britain but i think yeah. for me sort of driving around the lake district and you know all the places yeah. that you've been and uh, things like that are a lot was that kind of sucked me into it a bit more i think right. last time out uh, yeah, whereas this yeah. time I'm not so much on the, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the off-roading type stuff. So there's obviously a lot of that in, yeah, in the new yeah. one. Um, 
but no, I'm I'm enjoying it, and it's one of those that again, you know, I dip in and out of every. You're gonna, it's it's going to be like the FIFA of racing games, right? It is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, driving games, yeah, you, yeah, you dip into games. it, for, have a have a have your twenty minutes or an hour, and then you know, drop out of it again. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, what else have I been playing? Um, I got i ordered because i'm a i'm a massive zelda fan i ordered the um the zelda game and watch um and i forgot i'd, I'd pre-ordered it <laughs> pre-ordered <laughs> it um, around my birthday so um yeah that was fun so that just turned up one day and i didn't know so some bloke turned up and went do you know what this is mate i was like i have no idea because it had a big sticker on it saying this has a battery in it like be careful this may explode Mm. what the hell is that i haven't ordered anything and then obviously like ripped open a packaging and there it was this like beautiful gold box with a you know sleeve and yes it's just their their stuff comes so incredibly well packaged from nintendo even the amazon like you know when you get an amazon box and you just like tear a little strip off and flip it open it's just a box right with this you flipped it open and you that's actually printed on the inside like mario like jumping for joy and it was like wow there's like it's just a lovely little touches like that like the the outer plastic sleeve like comes off and it's still got the screen of the like the uh the game watch that's printed on the box on it so that you can have when you have it unboxed it's got no screen on it and when you put it all back together it's you know with the screen and all the decals around it and stuff it's really cool and uh yeah it's just a lovely little micro sort of I don't know, a little micro package of everything that's good about Zelda. You get um, Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and then Zelda Link's Awakening from the Game Boy. Yeah. Which is um, actually why I bought it, because I'm a massive fan of Link's Awakening. Not haven't bought the, the one on the Switch, which I will remedy at some point when I have a bit of money, but... Um, it's, that game had all kinds of frame rate problems, so like, I've always did, yeah. I've stayed away from it a little bit. I was hoping that I'm hoping by now they'll have patched it, but the price just hasn't dropped. It's like still ridiculous, like the ridiculously expensive. So um, it's a Nintendo game, though, isn't it? Like you yes, didn't buy yeah, them when they were forty quid right. ten years ago, and now they're yeah, sixty quid. Yeah, so I'll um I'll get it eventually. It's just one of those ones I'll save save up my pennies over the year and then just drop on it one day. But um, yeah, the little handhelds just—it is like it's like a gaming watch, like you had from the eighties. But um, the, it's like that tiny sort of credit card size um, handheld. Uh, two buttons, A and B, little little D pad, and then quite a decent little screen actually for for what it is. It isn't like um, it's it's weird because I've just gone through a phase of buying a modern Game Boys, so I've got like a modded IPS. Uh, Game Boy SP. I've got a modded actual original Game Boy with an IPS screen in it as well. So they basically, I don't. You, you don't have to shine a torch into it, you know, on, a, <laughs> on like a dark night to actually be able to see it. You know, these are proper, you know, proper proper LCD screens. I still remember the like the literal tor- mini torches they sold that you that's plugged it. into the side of your Game Boy. I've got one that's like, like a little. Um, it's like a big magnifying glass with two little lights in it. Oh uh, yeah, sort of fire down and then so it makes the screen bigger and illuminates it in the dark as well. You know, so. I remember those. Yeah, yeah, man. So I've got, yeah. Somehow I've managed to end up with three original Game Boys. One that I've modded, one that I've got absolutely stock standard, and then one that I'm going to kind of um, like mess about with and try and kind of do cool stuff with. 
with other mods and bits and bobs. So yeah, it's uh, I don't, just through people going, oh, I've got this. Do you want it? So yeah, but it's all good. But yeah, so back to the back to the game watch anyway. It's a lovely, lovely little bit of kit. Comes in green. Um, but it's just weird because obviously, like I say, going back to the Game Boy thing, I've because I've been playing that game on these super sharp screens. Um, playing it on the smaller screen that's slightly more it's weird because it's blue it's sort of slightly blue tinged so like you when when i play it on my game boy it's like obviously with the original sort of yellowy back like yellowy greeny backing but then you play it on the um you know you play it on the on the handheld and it's like this sort of bluey gray and and black it's yeah it's just weird it's just like a weird coloration it's a little bit more fuzzy and it's a little bit more kind of just not quite not quite right but um but the actual games run incredibly well really slick you know like there's no real problems with you know how, how it runs or anything like that it, it, it runs like an, all the games run like an absolute dream and like i say to have like the original zelda and like i've got zelda 2 on, on a cartridge um but obviously i don't want to like sort of wheel out a full nes and you know hook that up to my telly and blah blah and then run it through and you know ossc scaler to get it to run in hdmi and all this kind of nonsense so to just be able to whip out of my pocket a little credit card size you know version of that game and just sort of play it <laughs> i've been commuting to london and using it a, a fair bit at the moment but um you know sort of playing that and on the train or like even like with i'm thinking about sort of taking it away if we ever go camp like we're going to go camping and stuff in the summer so it might be good for like taking away and doing that just having it in my pocket and you know when i get bored somewhere just take it out instead of my phone and you know mm. quick quick goes over but it'll, what's really interesting is it's like it, it it's got uh it freezes the save states so rather than saving it just you just switch from game to you know say you're playing zelda one and then you switch to link's awakening when you go back to zelda one you just pick up from where you left off just like you wow. left your NES on. So nice. it's, um, yeah, it's really cool like that. So, um, yeah, you just don't have to worry at all about, you know, ever losing your game. Obviously, if the, if you lose your battery, then hopefully, fingers crossed, I haven't, I haven't got to that stage where it's like it's run out. It's actually rechargeable. You don't have to put batteries in it. So you actually plug it into a USB and it just charges out that way. And then it's just got like cool little features like you can just set it onto sort of clock, like uh, time and then it'll just sit there as a, alarm clock on, on the corner of your bedside cabinet and whatever and it'll like link is it's like a zelda, the one i had was like a zelda 2 um like screensaver with the time in the middle and he kind of runs across because obviously zelda 2 was kind of it was all sort of side on yeah so rather than top down so um yeah he, he kind of runs backwards and forwards and goes through different dungeons as you as you're playing it's really cool so yeah no thoroughly enjoying for like 35 quid or whatever it was it's it's a lovely bit of nostalgia in a you know in a tiny little package it's, uh, yeah, yeah thoroughly it's, that, it seems that like the big companies are kind of cottoning on to the fact that there are sad old people like me who you know not even old go. like i mean you know people that have you know were kids when these things came out mm. and they're after a bit of nostalgia and they have a bit of disposable income um yeah. you know yeah. like the, the ps1 classic th- tiny thing that came out was pretty cool and yeah, the I've mega drive one and obviously they did the nes and this did they do the snes in the end i think they did uh they did the snes because i've got that one um, yeah yeah but the good thing about the um the ps1 well uh classic was that it was like um the bit of 
Android machinery inside it is so, and also the way it was coded, it's so shonky that basically you can hack into it really easily. You just get a USB stick, load it up with a bit of software and put your ROMs on it and then um, plug it into the front, turn it on and it just, that's it. You've got every PS1 game known to man. I mean, I feel like that was almost accident, like not accidental, but almost like, uh, you know, they left it there, you know, yeah, hoping someone would find it. But there was a, a spate of like, no one wanted the PS1 Classic because it was so badly made and so sort of, um, I don't know, I can't really say, like, like sort of toxic, you know, no, no one wanted it. It was badly made and it didn't really work properly. So then, like, all these people realised that you could hack it and then suddenly it was, like, dropping to, like, 15, 10, 15 quid. Everyone snapped them up, modded them, and then, like, that's it. They're away now. They've just got this, like, perfect HDMI, like, emulator for PS1 games. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I did anyway. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wicked. But I love all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, just being able to have something that's actually reasonable that you haven't got jumped through, like, a thousand hoops. Like, I have got, like, upscalers that I can plug all my kit into, you know, and run the original hardware on a 1080p screen and stuff. And it's... And that's great. And actually, there is something to be said for running those because it does make them look incredible. But on the other side of it, if you you have got to spend hundreds of pounds to get that, whereas if you can just walk out and spend eighty quid on a SNES Mini, and you know, be 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 a bit dodgy with it, you can you know you get some really cool results. And actually, like some of the pit, some of the games run slightly better on there as well. So yeah, it's well worth doing. You know, it's like a no brainer for me. If you want to get like play some old retro stuff, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's wicked, man. But you know, I was really, really pleased when that turned up. Like, it's like, thank you, past me. You've sent me a lovely little present that I forgot about. <laughs> They're always the best kind of gifts. It's like when you when you see something on Kickstarter and you yeah. back it, and then you know, six months yeah. to a year later, something turns up, and it's like, uh, what the hell? Oh, I remember ordering that. That's it. Mm. I've ordered the Games Master, um, like. But whatever it is, biography. Yes. And um, I totally forgot I'd done that. And then I got an email <laughs> from him. It was like, oh, yeah, I backed that. And that's supposed to be coming out of Christmas. Great. That'd yeah, is, that's the one that Andy shared with us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, seem to, yeah I've, I've got two of their other books. They're very good. They're very nicely put together. Mm. Um, no, I'm so, yeah. Turning up. But yeah, yeah. Uh, other things I have been playing. Um, let's go with Elden Ring. Oh yeah! I, I I got picked to for whatever reason, um, just out of a hat randomly, out of pure blind luck, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could basically. I got a code for Elden Ring. Did you hear? I was I was hearing the other day that um, people were selling those codes for like a few hundred quid on eBay. Christ, really? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't know now. I flogged it, but yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was uh, yeah, no, I was I was probably excited because. Big fan of Dark Souls and like Bloodborne is probably up there as one of my sort of top five games uh, ever. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm not one of these kind of like absolute Souls geeks who's like, oh yes, well actually, I find it artillery. You know, like it's, you know, it's a fun game. I don't get too into the lore, but you know, I know enough about it so that it keeps it fun and interesting and blah blah blah. But yeah, like I said, Bloodborne absolutely like up there top top five for me. Um, so I thought, right, Elden Ring, let's have a, let's give this a go. I've got the code. Um, 
and then it was like right you can only play between the hours of like i think the first one was like 11 o'clock in the uh, 11 o'clock in the morning and two in the afternoon mm-hmm. on on like a monday night uh, on like a monday afternoon um and then i think the second test was 2 a.m to 6 or 3 a.m till 6 a.m <laughs> and then like there was another one that was like a more like sort of reasonable sort of a lunch like sort of a lunch hour or an afternoon and stuff like that. So I've, I haven't, obviously I haven't put like hours and hours into it because I'm not, not being funny, but I'm not staying up till three in the morning to play Elden Ring. Um, but what I have played, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Um, very, best way I can describe it, very, like the open world is, of what I've played is very open. And there's a lot of exploration to be had. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of downtime between dungeons of getting from A to B and finding little nooks and crannies. Very much like you would with a Breath of the Wild in as much as, you know, you would run around in the in the overworld and stumble upon, I don't know, a hole in a cave and then go in there and, off, and then away you go, Get you're off into a little adventure, right? It's going to be, it feels like it's going to be that kind of thing. Um, yeah i mean yeah. from what i've seen it looks i'm really looking forward to that side of it mm. um so i so I, have... I thought about you when i when we were when i was playing this because i thought because obviously you're not like a big fan of breath of the world but i think that if it was put in a different type of game that that whole idea i think you would like it more and this I... feels like it's the kind of wrapping that you need it to be in yeah, I I just needed something that wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't quite carefully. know. I don't quite know what I needed in Breath of the Wild. I just it really didn't click with me, and I think yeah. half of the problem was it tried to do so many things, um, which is why people love it. Like it, mm. it has one of these worlds where when it's lightning and it's raining, then you can do special things with your bows and to to electrocute people. Do you know what I mean? It had one of those worlds where everything you interact with has, you know, the world is living and you can do crazy stuff with it, which is why people love it. But I just feel it tried to do too much on... It was overwhelming. It was overwhelming and not what I want in a Zelda game, really. Um, You want a a slightly more A to B to C experience. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed like finding shrines and doing cool p- physics puzzles and stuff in those. Um, I just didn't particularly enjoy the overworld, which is I don't mm. know what people loved about it. But I do, you know, I love uh, art, massive, you know, open open ended RPGs. I like yeah uh, the Outer Worlds. I love The Witcher, Witcher yeah. Skyrim. Well, <laughs> I like Skyrim. Uh, I prefer Oblivion. I prefer Morrow into Oblivion. But you know, I mean, I, I have yeah. those RPG credentials. Mm. Um, but I and I like that kind of fantasy world. So this is to That's me, Elden cool. Ring is quite intriguing in that yeah. regard. Um, Feels very soulsy. I will say that it is definitely it's it's made by the same people who made the Dark Souls games. You can definitely tell that. Um, you know, there is it, <laughs> there's something weirdly familiar and comforting about that, but also in knowing those things that you know from Dark Souls games, you can all, you also kind of make assumptions that certain things are certain ways, and I'm, I'm wondering whether they're going to play on that, um, uh, you know, play on those assumptions and kind of, you know, uh, try and fool you with stuff 
in in the open world. But um, yeah, it, it was it, like it was pretty cool. Like I've just had a wander around really, and sort of there's like sort of encampments, like almost like again in like in Breath of the Wild, where you come across an encampment, and you can take guys out. A bit more Far Cry even if, if, to to a degree where you kind of you know you roll up and you see a camp full of guards, and you can sort of stealth your way around and take them out, or just go in all you know going swinging and then all of a sudden bring six or seven or eight people along with you and you're into a massive fight that you're trying to, you know, bit, bit almost like, you know, like in Batman, when you have like a bunch of enemies and you're darting from one to the other. Yeah. It, you know, you, you imagine a Dark Souls equivalent of that where you're just rolling around and you've got like eight guys chasing you and stuff. <laughs> so you can get into you can get into a few scrapes by accident. Um, But what I what I really did like was the fact that, like, I'll give you an example, right? So I got to a, st- uh, um, a bonfire, in, in, in inverted quotes, it's not a bonfire, but everyone who knows those type of games will know what I'm talking about, um, in front of a gate. And I thought, oh, right, okay, so this gate looks like it goes up. If you look on the map, it sort of goes up towards a castle and blah, blah, blah. Right, I'll go through this gate. Go through the gate. There's a whole bunch of archers all behind, like, fortification, some kind of, like, wooden fortifications, temporary stuff firing arrows at you and then you look up and then this big sort of giant drops down and it's very that's a very you know dark soulsy thing of like oh here comes a big monster you weren't expecting and it's obvious because if you'd have just looked up like five minutes before you walked through the gate it well you know you'd have seen him and you know blah 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 so he comes down and he's you know you fight him for god knows how long with trying to avoid arrows and very much like um, what was the in Dark Souls where you had the pig, the boar that comes out from the gate near the start, and um, you know it's all very much like you've got lots of arrows going off, and you know you're being chased around by this, you know, uh, big giant, and it was all a bit of a mission and a bit of eff- a lot of effort and blah blah blah, and eventually like got stomped and killed because that's what happens in these games. <laughs> I was like, right, okay, like that that seemed pretty intense. Like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stay away from there. And then I go around and I get, I get my mount and you can go off and I'm riding my kind of weird bull moose hybrid thing that I'm riding. Um, and then you find, I found a jump pad. You know, these, if you, like, I don't know if you've seen it in the, in the trailer, there's these like sort of big wispy white, um, I mean, it looks like a halo jump pad. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And you get on there, hit jump and your, your mount just takes off and I've gone straight up this cliff face, cliff face onto the cliff above. I'm on the top of there, and it's just as far as the eye, like four massive, great giants up there. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't deal with this. So I just run, 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 run. Ran past them all, managed to lose them, and then I realised, and then found like a group of wolves, and then realised, ah, hold on a minute, that's the giant in front of me that was that drops down into the gate that I was walking through. Mm. I wonder if I can just sneak round the back here. So I take out the wolves and I sort of sneak round the back and fair enough and at true enough, I walk round the back and I'm at the top of the path where the gate is and I've completely bypassed that whole fight. Now, he may be holding something really cool and if you kill him, you might get some, you know, wonderful bit of kit or I don't know, right? But it's that Dark Soulsy thing of, yes, there is, you know, you look at the obvious and you think, well, that's the way to go. But actually, the real way to go is this other route that if only you'd thought or, you know, gone for a little bit of an explorer to wonder, you can sort of bypass all this effort. 
and um, yeah, sort of just walked past him, ran around, got up to this big castle, another bunch of guys, blah blah blah, and then f- got to what I think is the boss in the demo, and um, got right into the boss fight, and it's your like your traditional thing of like you know tiny small platform, big boss, you know, can you take him down in a very tight space? Mm-hmm. I must have been fighting him for a good three minutes, and then boop, off went the servers. I was gutted. Was like, Typical. Oh, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. It was just like, yeah, that was it. It clicked off, and that was the end of my um. That was my end of my, my sort of Elden Ring experience. But that oh um yeah, so that was yeah that was really quite yeah it was really quite illuminating playing it, and like there was lots of me wandering off and finding like doors in the sides of cliffs that then you go into sort of more traditional dark soulsy dungeony type areas where like um, I'm walking along and there was kind of uh I don't know stone stone statues that come to life and attack you that don't look like stone statues until you're right upon them and they swing for you and all this kind of stuff and fire traps that are firing at fire and you can't see a way past them and yeah, but you must be able to get past them because there's a door at the end there, and I know I can get to it. Now all <laughs> that kind of stuff. So it's there's going to be lots of I. I'm hoping there's lots of these like areas that you can stumble upon, and you know, like I think I stumbled upon like a little mini boss behind a an orange um, fog gate, uh, and I managed to sort of take him out and get like an amulet of stamina and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's going to be lots of these little pockets of things to find sort of almost Destiny-esque where you're out in the world and then you kind of come across a... What are they called in Destiny when you find like a little um, hidden... Um, you know, they normally have a symbol on the map. like A, little a lost sort of sector. Sim- lost sector. You know, there's going to be lots of things that are like that, I think, dotted around and, you know, with special little bits and bobs in. and Yeah. But all in all, thoroughly, that's it's really whetted my appetite and really made me want to pick up... Elden Ring in, was it February? I think it's coming out. Christ, yeah. is it that soon? Yeah, I think it's pretty soon. I think that's why wow. they're doing the network test. I think they're trying to test it over now so that by February they're in a good place to release it. I know they. it was supposed to be coming out like, I thought it was like December or something, but yeah. Yes, 25th of back. February, 2022. Yeah. I know they pushed it, pushed it back a little bit. That's quite close to the new Destiny 2 expansion as well, I think. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Yeah, so one of those sells, sells sells more copies. Well, it's just going to be a busy period, though, isn't it? Like mm. the beginning of next year, it feels like we didn't hear a lot about oh, well, a massive amount of games getting delayed and stuff because of the pandemic. But I think mm. the next sort of few months of crazy releases is going to show that it's quite. I think they're going to be the games that were should have come out earlier this year, you, yeah, which were maybe moved on because of the a, pandemic. Yeah, is there going to be a bit of a rush for the um, end of the? financial year maybe kind of for people to make their you know make their profits and like every, everything comes out in february and march there will be three ubisoft games releasing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it they love releasing yeah. games just in time for the uh fiscal yeah, year don't fiscal they yeah that's it right so yeah it'd be interesting to see what the uh what comes out then yeah i'm just looking at, i'm just looking down a list now of like games that we know are coming out in 2022 um hmm. Do, 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 do. There's a lot of the like TBC 2021 apparently that are probably not coming out in 2021. <laughs> what have we got? Um, I'm just looking at the. I was gonna say, read some, read some names of stuff that's coming out in 2022. 
Exactly. All right, 2022. Uh, apparently, God of War on P- oh on PC. God of oh, War. Oh, that Ragnarok. Oh, that, oh, what the the play? Yeah, the, the, the PC version. Out, yeah, the original. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus. Blimey. Pokemon Legends. Um, Pokemon Legends. Is that, is that the Dotary one? Do, 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 do. Okay. Pokemon Legends is not coming to Switch exclusive Pokemon game in January. Mm. Taking us to the earliest point in Pokemon history, we'll be exploring the Sinnoh region. It seems like a real one. A real one? Yeah. does seem that way. Blimey. Looks like it's on the Sword Shield engine. Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, Forbidden West, that's coming out. Uh, Dying awesome. Light 2. Total War Warhammer. Yeah. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen is coming out on 22nd of February, which is three days before Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Elden Ring on the 25th. Uh, we've got the Steam Deck apparently coming out in February. Gran Turismo 7 coming out in March. Blimey. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Do you know what? Uh, I, know, I know everyone goes, oh, yeah, um, Borderlands going, Phew. no. I will pick it up when it's cheap. And give it a go because there's I have a little I do have an affinity for the Borderlands games like mm. they're all right they're not the they're not the best kind of the, the humours a little bit mm, but the um that they're really solid and like if you can pick them up cheap they're they're pretty good and uh, like I'd be interested to see what a D and D inspired version of Borderlands is like be interested to see what that cut like what the reviews are like on that like. So with Borderlands, I've only played two. Yeah. And I've tried to play two, should I say, at least three or four (laughs) times over the years. And I get so far into it and I'm just like, there's nothing great about this game. It tries everything it does. It does okay at. Yeah. It's the shooting is okay. The RPG system is okay. The, you know, the, the gun looting system. aspect yeah, is okay. Yeah. The 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 humor is fine. I I yeah. think I preferred the humor when I was a bit younger and edgier. Yeah, and now it's got it's, a bit. It's got a little bit tired, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but be... when I played it for the first time, then yeah, it was it was decently funny. Yeah, I think um, that game is a really good like co-op, or those games I should say are a really good just like co-op with your mates chat room where you happen to be shooting stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think they're they're pretty solid for that. But yeah, like I say, I'm just really interested to see if they can, you know, like convert that style into whatever. Because like you can you can have magic users and you know stuff like that. You know, people firing blasts out of their wands and all this kind of stuff. I know it's just a like it's almost a palette, it's like a model swap. But it'd just be interesting to see what they what what that that story is like. You know, it's um yeah, it's gonna be weird. Hmm. It's going to be a weird one, that one. But yeah, like I say, you've got April, you've got what? Stalker 2? Yep. You ever, have you ever heard about the Stalker games or the original like, ones on the PC? <laughs> I'm not that young. Well, no, uh, I mean, as in like, whether you like, just, because it was quite niche at the time, so like whether it put yeah, up or something. No, I've I've heard of them and I've seen them be played, but I've, not, I've never played one. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, that was, I played that quite a bit on the PC when I was very young. And, um, mm. Yeah, it was um really cool sort of immersive sim. Uh like the the thing that always sticks in my head is like you could give a NPC an item, like something quite distinctive, 
and then that, that would get traded and bartered by the NPCs and then you know you might find it like hundreds of hours later with someone else yeah like it's everything sort of feels a bit more living and, and alive in that game like the original um the original fallouts on the PC yeah. you know like yeah. Fallout 1 and 2 they were just completely so much better than you get mm. these days cuz cuz they could be though they they like these days it's all about you know the lighting and the graphics and mm. all of this and pushing all the you know the frame rate and stuff yeah. like that but we've kind of almost lost some really great ideas and systems in games just because yeah. they're not they're not cool and flashy like that well this is it i, I remember way back when when the, there was the, the financial uh, crisis hit you know and i was talking about like games will probably you know graphically will sort of top out at a point and then people will start just working on it on their ais and on their systems and on their on the, on the cool like emergent stuff and procedural stuff and um, i'm hoping that at some point like those two will, you know, collide. And um, like you say, you'll get better systems like that in games again. But it's just obviously there's not, not, not a lot of money to chuck at those kinds of experiments, I guess. You know, making something look flashy and cool is a lot easier. Well, not a lot easier, but I'm guessing <laughs> a lot less um, of a financial burden than building an entire AI system from scratch. You know, but uh, yeah. yeah. Like I say, I'm really looking forward to stalker it's gonna be um that's gonna be dark as you like that game mm. yeah did you see there's like a spiritual successor type thing to stalker mm. like a uh double a type one called chernobylite i think it's yeah indie. no i've not yeah i've not not really dipped into that but yeah is it, is yeah. it good does it look good i i don't know uh <laughs> it looks it looks fine it looks I'll have to very research that. the graphics are very good for an indie game yeah. Um, but yeah, it, if you like Stalker, then it might be up your alley. Nice. Looking down this list that I've got, you've got Starfield in November, uh, Bayonetta three. Be interesting. Just started playing. I've, I've just downloaded Bayonetta for like four pounds on the Xbox um, sale the other day, mm. and um, yeah, I'm getting back into that. So, so yeah, just in time for Bayonetta three. By the look of it. Yeah. Um, I also bought um, Yakuza Six, which is so. I think Yakuza One, a uh, zero, and Yakuza Six are based on the same engine. Um, weirdly, and then the ones in the middle they kind of did remasters for. What is this naming convention? What's that? Well, Yakuza. Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Six are on the same engine. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they made Yakuza. And then they did like Yakuza 2 and 3 and then there was like Kiwami and there was like loads in between that were like sort of PS2 upwards. And then they then did a prequel like a few years ago called Yakuza 0, hmm. which sort of is the precursor to 1. And right, so that's why it's 0, I think. That's why I get it's 0, it. right? And then yep. 6 is the new-ish one that came out before... Like a dragon, um, but then obviously follows on from the mainline games, and then they made like a dragon. I think I think that's how it sort of panned out. So yeah, it's gone through like a really weird cycle of like it's a bit like the Star Wars films. You know, you've got four, five, and six, but then you've got one, two, and three, and then yeah. you've got like seven, eight, and nine or whatever. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a bit like that really. 
the only time you're ever going to hear Star Wars and Yakuza <laughs> in the same breath. But yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like. Um, so might I'm having thoughts of maybe that it's, it's between either Yakuza zero, Yakuza zero, Yakuza six, or Judgment, which which one I'm going to stream next? I think over nice. Christmas. So I might put a little um, little poll out or something on Twitter on on the Laps Gamer and see if anyone wants to, uh, you know, help me along and decide which one I should play or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at this list, uh, I've just noticed it's got Cyberpunk 2077, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X release. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it, cool. It shocked me um, the other day when I realised it's now been a year since uh, Xbox Series X was released. Yeah, it's mad. That's Doesn't mad. feel like that like, at all. Feels like, what, six months? Yeah. Hello, we're old. But yeah, it's... um. Yeah, it's just just bonkers. Like you think that a year into the life cycle, and no one can really get them by just walking into a shop. And at the moment, you know, you can't just all oh, right, click, click, order. Right, that'll be delivered in three to five days. That's just insane to me. Yeah, but this is the world we live in now. Very. It well. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they there were stocking issues with like the Wii when it came out, but yeah. I mean that, that was, was like, like a, a month, and it's because it was Chris launched around yeah, Christmas. I mean, I remember that being about a, like like a three to four month window of you know it being different, difficult. But again, like you say, because it was over Christmas and it was you know supply issues and stuff, mm. and obviously maybe hope maybe a little bit of kind of like holding it back as well. But yeah, like but this is just on another another scale entirely. Like yeah, it's just it's just bananas. Like I just feel lucky that I've got like. I managed to somehow secure both of them because I just think like, yeah, how long would it be before I could, you know, get get and like these? If I if I didn't have them now, like how long would it be that I have to wait before I can get them? It's just nuts, absolutely nuts. But I wonder if that'll extend the um the life cycles a bit as well. I mean, I don't think console. we've really got life cycles, have we? We've just got, you know, phases. They're just phases like, like PCs, like the new graphics cards will come yeah. out in a couple of years' time, the new <clears throat> consoles will come out, you know, yeah. there'll be a mid-life refresh or whatever they want to call it for the mm. Series X2s or whatever the hell. Yeah, I mean, God, that's going to be a weird naming convention. Is it I mean, like you can't get XS. much weirder. I mean, they went Xbox One. XX. And then you yeah. had the Xbox One S. Yeah. And, and then, then they... X. Xbox One X and then the Series X and the Series S. Yeah. Crazy. So what do you do next? That's it. But yeah. XX or something. It'll be something weird. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, what else have I been playing? I had a little dalliance. I've, I, I had my yearly dalliance with Football Manager. So this is where um, Adam <laughs> is. Prick up. But um, yeah, every year... Football Manager comes out, and especially now it's like it's come out on Game Pass the last couple of years. So, like, I, you know, I install it, and then basically I start my preseason as whatever team I pick, and then I get to the end of preseason. I'm just about to play my first Premier League game, and I go, "Oh fuck this! I can't be bothered," and then I turn it off. Um, so yeah, this, this but this year um, I did it in a weird way. Because um, I think you were on the, this. We were talking about this when we were on the Formula One streams. But I started the game on XCloud, 
Ah, so yes. Rather than installing the game on my Xbox and then playing it and then transferring to xCloud, like any other human being would do, I actually just went to xCloud and started playing Football Manager on my iPad so I could have the touch screen, which doesn't work as well as you think it would, but it does work. Um, there's a lot of issues with clicking and dragging and you know moving moving stuff around on the screen. It, it you know you're tapping at it like some mad kind of you know ch- chimpanzee, or, you know tapping on the glass in a in a zoo somewhere. But um, yeah, it, it, it worked perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Like ran ran great, you know, like running running through the net and stuff because obviously it's football manager, so it doesn't need to be like you know pushing all the polygons and doing it at sixty frames per second. So. Yeah, that ran really great. The only issue I came across was then, like, I've been playing it on there for, like, however many days. And then thought, right, I'll install it on the Xbox and then, trans, you know, see what it's like with the, you know, because the controls were getting on my nerves a little bit because, it, you know, I couldn't drag and drop certain players on, you know, to substitute and all that kind of stuff. And I did that and then it was like, right, where's my save? And, and then it was like, you do have a save, but you just can't access it. I was like, why? <laughs> and it's because you've been on xCloud. You know, because you started on xCloud, it was having real trouble getting the cloud-based information down to my Xbox. So I was having to, I had to go back, log into xCloud, start the game, save the game, close the game, then reopen it on the Xbox. Now it was installed. It then popped up and then I could start playing it. So yeah, there was some kind of weird thing with the you know like shifting the file between the cloud and my machine for a bit but once i've got that going actually do you know what the um the, the controls um you know not using the mouse and keyboard actually work quite well i'm really really quite impressed it's a, it uses a weird system of like you go through each box that you highlight each box you need so say you've got like a box on the left for sort of navigating through squads and transfers and blah 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 that's all down down the right hand side and then like the actual main screen like if you want to select something to then select my email and then go into an option inside that email so what you do is you kind of joystick across to the area you want and then within that area you then use the d-pad to sort of go up and down and left and right in the options within that window if that makes Mm -hmm. sense so yeah, it's really it, it's kind of it feels weird because you just want to joystick around everything, but actually, once you get into it, it's quite a you know it's quite a sound and safe way of like you know, making sure that you don't click outside of the thing you actually want. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool, and they've like kind of really slimmed it down. It feels a lot less complicated than twenty like twenty one um, was. It you know. I've always said to Mark, like, I, I just want a football management game that's like Motorsport Manager, where it's all very quite simple and I don't have to get too in-depth with it. But if I do want to get in-depth with it, there's enough there that kind of, you know, will will float my boat. But without being like, I want to, you know, know the price of every individual nut on every single wheel, you know, on the Motorsport Manager. But with, like in this, it seems that they're starting to come and, Especially, well, I don't know if it's just the console versions, but they've dumbed it down enough now that I feel I don't feel as overwhelmed with like sort of having to like sort of fanny about with tactics and like like you know drawing arrows to people and and all that kind of stuff. I feel like I could get away with just sort of clicking and randomly around on a few bits and getting away with stuff. 
So mm. it's yeah, coming to me like football manager is now feels like it's coming to me a little bit more. You know, the the person who's not not been obsessed with it for like twenty years. <laughs> but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think I started as um, uh, Colchester United. Wow. So um, yeah, sort of pick pick them up and started trying to get them. Bring them up through the ranks, but yeah, just got to the point where it was like, oh, I haven't got time for this. My 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 work day's too busy. So um, yeah, but yeah, hopefully, well, what I really want to do, and I'm putting it out there now, and I haven't actually asked him, but what I want to do is, I want to I want to get Adam to kind of take me through on a stream, and sort of teach me the ways of a football manager and what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing and like what's a good way to start and you know all that kind of stuff. You know what you yeah. should be looking out for. That'd be, I think that'd be really cool, really informative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's an idea for something to do for the old, uh, for the old podcast and and, and then streams and that. Uh, and then the only other thing I've been playing is Watchdog Legions. Picked it up super duper cheap. I got this mad deal. It was like buy Watchdog Dog Legions for like twelve pounds, but it's got a code. But the code is um, active for the PS5 version for free. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I got the PS5 version of Watch Dogs for like 12 quid, which if you think like, you know, PS5 games are like 70 odd quid at the moment, like that's a pretty stellar bargain. So, um, yeah, yeah, I've been playing that and um, it's all right. It's not bad, you know, for an open world game. It's pretty solid. Um, I've been playing it in a really weird way, but um, I quite like... Um, the fact that like the there is no main protagonist that you just have a group of merry men that you kind of switch between. I quite like that. That's quite fun, and it, it's all about like having lots of different people with, with different skill sets, and then just switching to like the skill set you need at any given moment and um, taking advantage of taking advantage of the people you've got. So it's like quite fun that like. If you start the game, you might have one set of characters as your sort of starting crew that you like sort of amass. Whereas when I start the game, I'll because it, it's procedurally generated, I'll have a completely different bunch of people. So I've got this like real sort of like my main guy who started it all is like this real foppish kind of like hipster, you know, coffee bar kind of guys. Hello, how are you? Yes, yeah, so my name's Tristan and. You know, I, I I ride my fixed wheel bike to um to the coffee shop, and he's all very he's all very nice, and he has a lovely goatee beard, and you know he's he's very trendy, and you know with tattoos and a beard, you know, and you think you're not like underground, you know, underground hacker material, but like it, it's just funny, you know, he's the guy who started the hacker group Dead Set back up after they were disbanded, and all this kind of nonsense. It's very funny. But um, yeah, just I'm really enjoying it, but I'm playing it in a weird way in that um, what I've decided to do is there's like tech points. So mm. all around the city, there's these like little sort of tiny data pads that you've got to go and find. If you find them, you get like 10 or five tech points or whatever it is. And then you can then spend those tech points on basically doing up things for your character. Like you can have an AR cloak so you can push a button and for a certain period of time, you're completely invisible. Um, you can call in a uh, I think it's like you can call in a drone strike you can there's all this kind of stuff right like it's your your perks for your character and um, like a spider bot you get like a, this little spider bot that you can throw out and 
navigate around stuff. So that's what I've been doing. I just basically like I found that if you hire a guy who is a builder, they have an ability. Well, I got anyway. I don't know if this is standard, but I got I got a builder who had the ability to bring in a cargo drone. Mm. And then I found that you can get on the cargo drone and then hack it and then fly it anywhere you want. And yeah, I think I had stuff. that as well. So I think yeah. that's like that's pretty in, standard, right? I reckon. So I've just so rather than using cars, I've just been hopping on the drone, flying over to these like tech points. Then I got the perk for the spider bot. Throw the spider bot out into wherever it is that I've got to find the tech point, and then just basically have that run around and find it for me. And then like pick up the tech point, you know, accrue that, push R once, bring him back, fly off to the next one. And then I've just been doing that. And it's been like this really weird, like Hitman-esque spider bot game that I've been playing <laughs> for like, I don't know, like five or six hours. It's um yeah, it's been really good fun just trying to work out right, how do I get him in there and under there and around those two people so they can't hear me and Yeah, it's been it's been good fun. It's been really good fun doing that. So um yeah, I've been doing like sort of five hours of that and then now I'm just fully loaded and now I've just got like my operatives now have to start the missions, but like where the missions are like supposed to be, oh, this is going to be really tough. I'm just like breezing through them because I've got all these sort of like gadgets and stuff to help me through the game and, and that. So yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been good fun. Good fun. It's, it's silly and over the top, but um, yeah, it's been keeping me quite entertained actually, quite enjoying it. Yeah, it was... A decent game that I just never went back to, yeah, um, is, yeah, just because other games came out, didn't they? And yeah, it's the, the the curse of the launch game, right? Yeah, or exactly. The launch window game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was okay. It was fine. I preferred two from what I played. Two yeah. for me was pretty much just just enough like crazy stuff going on, but still a decently grounded plot and not <laughs> over the top. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, it oh went, yeah. It was silly yeah. without being like absolutely ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it felt like they leaned a bit too into parody in three. Is it three? It's technically uh, three, isn't it? Legion. Yeah, technically Legion. Yeah. Um yeah. No, it was yeah, I like I say, I enjoyed what I played, so it, it it never gets old when you're walking around, you know, through the streets of London and then hear someone, Hello, governor think, Oh my <laughs> god. All right. It's not that you know, we're not like that, I promise. But he's weird though, like sort of driving around and then going, I know where I am. Yeah. Like, I know this bit of London and I know if I turn down here and go down there, like, well, you know, that's a quicker route and all this kind of stuff. It's, yes, yeah, that's that's bananas. Like coming through like, Piccadilly Circus and up to the mall and like Trafalgar Square and stuff. It's, yes, yeah, just weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Like when you suddenly go, oh, I know where I am. I was very impressed at how they, like, not how they did that, but you. London is one of those places, isn't it, where every, it's sub sort of towns and sub sections have very yeah. distinct personalities. Like, you know what? You know you're in Camden yeah, just yeah. by looking at the streets around you. And they kind of, they nailed every different area. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely sent out a few teams of people to take lots and lots of photographs of lots of different areas and kind of like yeah, like you say, and leaned out. into the culture that was in that's in that yeah. area as well. Yeah. Not just you know they, they got the aesthetics right, but they also got the feel of it right. Yeah. I, I yeah, thought the types of people and the types of shops and yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean and like the posters and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's um yeah yeah it's very well done, very well done. 
Mm, you know, incredibly. Yeah. No, I love it. Like I said, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. And um, like I say, I've actually got, I've actually got to like basically get into the game now. <laughs> Fannying about with my spider bot, as it were. But yeah. Then, uh, yeah, it's been, that's been proper good fun. Good stuff. Proper good fun. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's, that's enough about me anyway. Um, so it's been apparently 20 years since the Xbox came out. Yes. And yes. Microsoft apparently did a little stream. Uh, they did. Did, did, you, did you catch much of it? I did catch it, actually. I did catch um, a fair bit of it. Um, all looked very interesting. What a stroke though. of luck. Yes. But it was, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as if by magic. Yeah, But yeah, no, I did watch some of it. Um, but it was that lovely, they did the lovely moment of the old kind of like, and the multiplayer is the multiplayer beta is out now. Yeah, know, that was kind of it. that was kind of ruined though, wasn't it? Because it, it leaked on this yeah. was on Monday, Such and a shame, yeah. it leaked on Friday, and then the entire weekend was spent of, with people speculating and having like store it. leaks See? and Jason leaked and if you're lucky everything. like me where you just don't get on Twitter for a few days and then yeah. you go and it's out now, you go, oh my god, that's amazing, you know. But then you know, but if you're very online, then yeah. You had it spoiled for you, and it was, it, you know, you kind of half expected it. But um, yeah, for me, it was great because I was just sitting there going, "Oh my god!" They're like they've they've actually released this before the campaign's coming coming out. So that's going to which be was their original plan, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, massively, you know, they've kind of done that just a bit uh, later than they were scheduled to, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but the campaign's only coming out next month, December. Is it? I think. Oh, it's so. Game Pass, isn't it? So yeah, brilliant. That's a, that's a result. Um, I paid up for like three months extra Game Pass so I can sort of get through Christmas. Yeah, I've got it till like like January the sixth or something. So I'm gonna be like, I just thought, right, that's my focus is like playing all the cool stuff that comes out over over the Christmas period. So like you got your you got your Halos and whatever else is on Game Pass. I think I'm gonna be playing a bit of. Um, sounds like Mark's gonna try and um, get me into playing a bit of It Takes Two as well. Yes, and um, yeah. See if see if we can um, play through that. Yeah, after my little outburst about the game awards. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 excited to play. It takes two. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because um, Brothers was a great game. I really enjoyed mm. Brothers, and then um, a way out. A way out. God, what a crap game! Do you play that with Andy? No, I played it with Mark. Played it with Mark. I know it's one. I know it's did it on stream. From, okay, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Andy lent it to us. Nah, that's what him it was. and his yeah, brother yeah. played it, and then me and Mark played it uh, over lockdown. One of the lockdowns. So, who were you, and what happened at the end? Um, I have no idea. We we were people. We were just people. It was the two boys. It was, you were we the two broke blokes. out. Yeah, yeah. One, we had the one, one was the policeman. One was the the lifer. Con, like con, as it were. Yeah, genuinely couldn't tell you which one we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it all the goes end. off at the end, right? Yeah, it turns into Scarface very unexpectedly. Yeah. You like descend on a Miami villa or some shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Didn't see the ending coming whatsoever. It far the people who made that game watched far too many like seventies cop films yeah, and massively. just went wild. Yeah, uh, but the it, the the game was great. Till you break out of the prison 
The whole game should have been in the prison. The the middle of that game is quite dull. Yeah, very dull. Quite dull. Because unfortunately, I got really obsessed with watching different people play it in co-op on like Twitch. Like it started off with like watching um like the computer game show guys playing it, and then I was like, that was it. Then I was just watching like loads of different like, mm. duos go like go through the game, and then what they did at the end. It was a bit um, like where you went to visit your family and played a bit yeah, of basketball, and that was it. Like, My favorite one is like your two like criminals on the run from just breaking jail, and you get into like a hospital, and then you just can if you want sit down and play endless games of connect four you can and we did that yeah me and mark did that you know dangerous Um, dangerous dangerous criminals just the other one is when you not to get caught literally when you've just escaped and you're in like the countryside bit um you can like break into this old old people's cabin in the woods and there's a there's a banjo and a piano and you can do a That's nice little duet. One. I remember that. That's when I remember watching that stream because it was just like, right, we've snuck into the house and they've, they've gone off. Let's be nice and quiet. Roll out the barrel. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why exactly. are you playing music and having a sing song? Stop yeah. it. Yeah. And then we got very agitated trying to fish. <laughs> you do the it, fishing yeah. thing and it's oh that that proper ruined the game made no sense yeah i remember no. that i remember that now yeah that was a funny old game that was a very weird game like, yeah i i remember back in probably the early 2000s i had a pc game um just the called one. prisoner of war yes i remember I where you were a prisoner of war 2. in world war Two, and you mm. had to try and escape basically from Do you know why like, I bought that game on PS2? On. Because there was a game on the Spectrum. Right here we go. Yes, uh, called The Great Escape. Yes, there was. was very similar. Mm, and you had it to was. escape from a concentration camp or something. Like, not, yeah. yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. I, and to be honest, like from what I remember, I played that game to death. Mm. It was a great game, and yeah. that's what I thought a way out was going to be like a co-op <laughs> version of that. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It that no. was like. 20, very, 30 very, minutes of yeah, a way just out. just a real small slice of it. Yeah. yeah. If they'd have made the entire game like that, I think it would have been great. Yeah, like really fleshed out a, really fleshed out a prison. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been, that'd have been incredible. But maybe maybe less like for a way out too. They gave two other characters and kind of, you know, they'd do it that way instead. That'd be amazing. Mm. But nice. Yeah, but so, yeah, so I might have a bit of um, It Takes Two coming up soon, hopefully, fingers crossed. Good, good. That'd be interesting, yeah. like I say. But yeah, and no, I was just looking, like obviously mentioning my little outburst about the uh, the game awards and Jeff Keighley kind of picking the. Uh, uh, basically, like I don't know how that gets picked, but like the the weird, like I looked from at that what list I of, understand, list the different critics nominate games. Yeah, so this is it. I just thought I just looked at it and I just thought that is not a very that's not a very game of the year set of games i'm just trying to look at it look at it now so you've got resident evil village all right fair enough it's a resident evil game and everyone is that the one that everyone went mad for the the big woman the, the big lady yeah psychonauts 2 which um yeah it does nothing for me but like you know i can i can see where some people could get excited about it i, I, I guess um death loop which yes. we've already spoken about and personally i think well that's the most interesting game on that list um, it takes two, and so obviously now I've got to go and play it because I'm pontificating about games that I've never played. 
Uh, Metroid Dread, which okay, you know, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but it's a, you know I, I could go and just play Symphony of the Night. Um, and then Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is the most five out of ten game I've ever played. You know, so it's like it's all that game is all show and no substance. Like so, how that so is what, anywhere what, near a game of the year list is ridiculous to me. What would you like to be there instead? Well, this is it. This is what I was trying to sort of get my head around. I, I'm kind of right. I'm really coming up short on <laughs> what are the big games this year. You know? So do you want me to list a few? Yeah, list a few. Let's let's go through it and let's see what we can kind of like. If I can make a better list than that. So I'm I, going I on. Um, this is game releases by score on Metacritic. Okay, I'll do that. Let me have a look. Let me go. So the issue yeah. is all the top ones came out on different platforms previous years. The well, first one is, is it, Forza right? Horizon Five. So is this game of the year? Games this year, right? Yeah, Forza Horizon so, 5. Yeah. Psychonauts 2. Mm, yeah, okay. Um, Mass Effect Legendary doesn't really count because it's not a doesn't new game. Count. Hades it takes count. two. Yeah, but this is it. Like these are these are the ones that have been regarded highly, but like Deathloop. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, again. Like, Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. Like th- this these are all the yeah, top this is what I mean. this is what new I'm games that have come out. Yeah, like Ghost of Tsushima. Can you? Does that count? No, that was the year before. Was that year before? I think That's it was. A bad year, isn't it? Death's Door, but then again, you know, there was a lot, of, lot of stuff for Death's Door. Hitman Three was that last year? Hitman Three was just last year. Yeah, I think. Okay, well, why you're not putting hit like Hitman Three? Um, I will Death's, put way above. Any Death's Door games. is up for best independent game. Yeah, which which is fair enough, but but also like. Why can't it be in both? Like I would probably have, if that was me, I would, you know, I would, I would have rather have seen Death's Door than say Ratchet and Clank. But right? I mean, Ratchet and Clank is literally the highest rated game on the uh, PS5. It's not very good. It's not a good game. A lot of it? a lot of critics liked it. Yeah, is all I'm I sure can say did. to that. Like a lot of people liked Hitler. Wow, <laughs> but it doesn't mean he was good. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is the first great demonstration of what the next generation consoles can do. Yeah, in other words, it looks great. Plays um, like an absolute drain. Some major missed opportunities aside, this Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is an unforgettable, major unbelievably gorgeous, aside, and downright addictive game, and easily <laughs> the best entry in the fan favourite <laughs> franchise. Quick editor's note, uh, Mark here, just to say that Chazzy is wrong. Uh, the new Ratchet and Clank is very, very good. He's just been so starved of fun. He doesn't know what it is anymore. Anyway, love you. Bye. Like Returnal. Why is Returnal not on Game of the Year list? Like, uh, best that audio game design incre- uh, and best action game. Yeah, but it's not. But like that, that should be on. That should be on a game of the list. Like that should be in a game of the year. Right. That that game is incredible. Well, that is number sixty-eight <sighs> on Metacritic. I know. I know. It's bad, isn't it? There's people out there who've got some shocking taste. Um, so yeah, game of the year. So obviously we've talked mm. through game of the year. Uh, let's go for best game direction, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, yep. Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I feel like that's going to be like for, a way like, up so, between so Returnal thing, and right? Deathloop, I yeah, would imagine. I, I, yeah, I, I could see Psychonauts taking it because of, you know, yeah, 
just because you know celebrity wow developer and that kind of stuff uh best narrative death loop it takes two life is strange true colors marvel's guardians of the galaxy and psychonauts oh, 2 yeah Again. um from what i've heard Narrative is the best bit of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so that's probably fair enough. And Life is Strange generally has good narrative. Yeah. Uh, listening to a, 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 like a, uh, someone did like a, like a podcast of like a, you know, spoiler cast of that. And it, that sounds like a really interesting game, but really dull. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely not my type of game. Um, best performance uh, someone from Life is Strange True Colours someone from Far Cry 6 someone from Deathloop <laughs> Resident Evil Village and Deathloop again yeah so two nominees for Deathloop on that I can one. see Deathloop like sort of doing a lot of scooping up a lot of awards this year I don't know uh, best multiplayer back for blood okay. Knockout City It Takes Two Monster okay. Hunter Rise New World and Valheim. Oh, no, Marky will be saying Monster Hunter Rise should walk away with that. I've uh, only played one of these games, so for me, you, it's back Did to you not play Knockout City with us? No. For the 10 minutes we played it? I did not. It's all right. It's not great. It's a bit, you know, it was, it was good. I mean, it, but it, I wouldn't say it was... I suppose you're <laughs> struggling to find, like, good multiplayer games last year, I guess. But um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Best best ongoing game. Yeah, go on. Apex Legends, Call Absolute of Duty, Duty Warzone. Again, brilliant. Not, not a bad game. Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, from what I hear of, like Mark's been talking about that. That's that game's incredible. Uh, Genshin Impact. Yeah. And Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, if, is this the the Fortnite is going to be in this every year award? Well, it's best ongoing game, so as long as it yeah, ongoes. It, yeah. yeah, that's it, right? So you could say the same about Apex Legends. That's been this is it. three years now. <laughs> the award goes to Apex Legends and Fortnite for just being, just existing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best art direction goes for either Deathloop, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts okay, yeah. 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Artful Escape. Nice. That'd be, um, that'd, be a, that'd be a tight one, that one. Best score of music, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Uh, yeah, that the music wasn't bad in that game. Uh, Deathloop. Yeah. Near Replicant, Ver, and then a number. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and The Artful Escape. Mm. Artful Escape. I'm going to have to look that up. Mm. Um, best oh, audio is that dis- the... Is that the one where the guy that Adam was playing of the yes. guy who's the nephew of uh, Bob Dylan or whatever? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. I can see that being a, yeah in there for like best music or you know best visuals or whatever. Yeah. yeah um, best audio design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Russian Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. Okay, cool. Innovation in accessibility. I like that Ooh, one. That, Ooh, good that, award. Is a, that is a pretty cool award. Far Cry Maybe 6. Yeah. I wonder what they've innovated in accessibility for. Forza Horizon 5. Right. Marvel oh, that, Guardians that, of the Galaxy. That, I know that there was a lot of like accessibility stuff in Forza. When, like, obviously, you, with the pronoun stuff and when you start it up. And, and all that yeah, and stuff. you can have... Um, like colorblind mode or something, the chromatic thing. 
you can choose your character to have prosthetics as well, can't you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's very inclusive. Uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil Shadow of the <laughs> Crown. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll have to look into uh, that section. See what the games see what for, nominated for. Yeah. Games for Impact. Okay. Before Your Eyes. Oh, here we go. Before your eyes. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh, I've played that. That's that's a good game now. Chicory, A Colourful Tale. Apparently that's incredible. Life is Strange, True Colours, and No Longer Home. Oh, okay. And Best inter- independent like, game. Before Sorry, your eyes, it, before your eyes is an interactive afterlife. Um, oh, and and it's but it's all rea- it reacts to your eyes. So where you look. Oh, is it a VR game? I don't know. It's what I'm trying to work. Or is out. it just a? It looks like it should be. Yeah, if it's not. It looks, looks really. That looks really interesting. It's a first-person narrative adventure which tells the story of a soul's journey into the afterlife. Using a new and innovative form of interaction, your real life blinks. Oh. That's pretty cool. And No Longer Home is a game about letting go of the life you've built due to circumstances beyond your control. Oh, is that the one where you... That's not the game where the um, the lady like jacks her job in and then takes her dad's postman job for a few weeks. No, that's uh, Lake. Oh, Lake. Right, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You see, you see, I'm adding some games to my wish list here. There you um, go. Best independent game Death's Door, Kino, yeah. Bridge of Spirits, yeah. Inscription, yeah, Loop apparently Hero. From what I was listening to a podcast where they were basically doing a spoiler cast on that, and um, that game is bonkers. See, I from played the read. demo and I really didn't get on with it. Yeah, but apparently, right, the first bit is all very standard. And then it all goes off the rails. There's a certain part at which you get to, and then it all goes a little bit mental. Mm. Like there's ARGs and all kinds of like weird offline stuff, like that you can do. And yeah, that game is apps. I won't spoil it, but yeah, if you can sort of, or if you want to sort of look into that game because it's a bit bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of those ones where I wish I'd like card games because I'd, I'd definitely buy it and play it, but I just, mm. you know. Um, what else is there? Loop Hero and 12 Minutes, which I didn't get on with. I was yeah, really looking a lot of people have said minutes. that they don't understand why 12 Minutes is on that list. <sighs> I was so looking forward to it and just, no, couldn't yeah. get into it whatsoever. Yeah. A lot of people sort of getting frustrated by the by the loops and stuff and not being able to activate thing like things at the right time and it was a lot slower than yeah. it sold itself as being, I think. Mm. Um so yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see what wins that. I yeah. reckon it'll be Death Door or Kina Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, I hope see. Death Door does get a, a like a quite a few awards from the nomination because it seems to be in a lot of those carriage categories, so yeah, I hope that does well because that's a game that that's actually a game I need to buy before the year is out and get into because I feel like that's going to be another like on the on the list of like 
Dead Cells and uh, you know that, that that kind of ilk of game that I've played probably and Hades as well. Yeah, where, you know, like I've <laughs> I, I seem to like buy at least one of those types of games a year, and then it ends up being near the top of my game of the year list. So maybe I need to get that played before the uh, the before we start deliberating. <laughs> yeah, um, best community support. Ooh. Apex Legends. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, Among Us is is that there? No. Ooh, interesting. Fortnite. Mm. No Man's Sky. Okay, interesting. Wow. And Destiny Two. Blimey. Uh best debut indie game. Right. We have Keena Bridge of Spirits. Sable. Yeah, nice. The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. Oh, Valheim. Interesting. That's a game that came and went, isn't it? Valheim. Yeah, massively so. Yeah, um, interesting. There was a story which I was going to buy that. I didn't know Hitman was a VR game. Hitman 3. Yeah, Hitman got 3. A VR there's, a, there's a VR mode in that, and it's nuts. Yeah, you should you should look that up on... Um, definitely look that up on Twitch, like people playing that, because it's... Yeah, there, there's an added sense of... Um, danger because mm. obviously like with hitman you can see you can spin a camera around right yep. you kind of get a sense of who's where and around you whereas when you're in vr i mean you've literally got to twist around and look and kind of duck down and yeah it's um mm. it's a, it does change the game ever, ever so slightly when you get into uh into vr but yeah it's, it's a lot more fun because like obviously when you you panic and run or get into a firefight, it's um, yeah, it all goes off. Yeah, Good fun. So, here's one for you the best VR games. Okay, I don't know if you've played any of them to be there honest. Should be, there should be a, definitely be one game in there anyway. But go on, carry on. We'll see. Uh, Hitman mm. 3. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I expect you to die too. Okay, so that's that demo I played, and that's it, I expect you to die is a very good game. So, yeah, I can see why that'd be on there. Lone Echo 2. That I don't know. I have to look that one up. Uh, Resident Evil Four VR. Yeah, well, that's that's obvious because apparently that's an that's an amazing um, like amazing take on that that game. Mm. And yeah. Sniper Elite VR. Yeah, that that I've got, and that's that is very good. That is actually very good. Um, Lone Echo looks like a. Oh, what's this? Let's look at Lone Echo. Um, a single player story you'll be transported to an advanced mining facility within the rings of Saturn okay fair enough Uh, mining facility rings of Saturn complete with a detailed space station expansive outer space environments and an interactive space equipment taking on the role of Jack and an advanced artificial intelligence with a state of the art synthetic body you help Captain Olivia Rhodes solve an increasingly threatening mystery uh, as you use futuristic tools to s- do clever s- problem solving. There you go. So it sounds like you're on a you're like an AI on a like robot on a spaceship helping a human try and sort stuff out mm. and get to the mystery bottom of the mystery on the, on the thing. That actually sounds quite cool. I might yeah. have to, that's a, again bookmarking that. That sounds pretty wicked. Nice. Uh, and then there's a load of more specific, like best family game, best sim game, best yeah. racing game, best RPG. Ooh, what's on best racing game? Interesting. Uh, Forza Horizon Four and nothing else. 
uh, five and nothing else. So it's sports and racing. Okay. In one. So FIFA 2022. Okay. Hot Wheels yeah. Unleashed. That is apparently incredible. Um, Forza Horizon 5. Standard. Riders Republic. Okay. That's the kind of... People are saying that's the sort of spiritual successor to SSX, where it's kind of they've obviously got rid of the snow and it's kind of all extreme sports. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the trailer looked pretty cool. I didn't know it was out, to be honest. Oh, cool. Uh, and F1 2021. Nice. Well, we know what we want, we want to win there, then. Riders Republic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's That'd be nice. One. That would be nice if F1 could, could take that, but I can't nah, see that. I can't see it winning. I cannot see that winning. That's For me, that's Forza all day long is going to win yeah, that. Yeah, of course it is. Or FIFA. Yeah. No, FIFA won't because it's in the States. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Game Awards. Yeah. Game Awards. We'll look Dodgy forward to... Dodgy Game of the Year list, but it's actually given us a few little nuggets to uh, we'll... go away and have a look at. Yeah, I look forward to watching Jeff Keighley uh, present his awards. Uh, present a bunch of adverts and then... As everybody knows, what... everyone here at LGR Towers is massive <laughs> Jeff Keighley fans. That's Adam it. practically, ha- he's got a poster in his bedroom and... <laughs> yeah. I just I just like the fact that, that I think there was like one year where they went, like, here's the advert for like this world premiere, blah blah blah, and then they just went. And during that break, we actually gave out the award, the award for like best soundtrack. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> you know, you just hit, you just completely threw an award under the bus, like, and got rid yep. of it in in an ad break. Lovely, thanks, cheers, Jeff. Yeah, bonkers. Absolutely, thanks, bonkers, Jeff. Actually. Thanks, Jeff. Not like we've said that a few million times before. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, right? Are we are we done here? I think that has have we done our allotted amount. I think of time? we've done our we've done one hour thirty five. A co- non contractually obliged <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes you sound like Mark's just got us like you know. Come on, come on, come on! Oh, yeah, well, yeah, cracking the whip. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been good fun actually. It's been good. good, good it's fun. been good to chat, and obviously, you know, we've. Found some new games that yeah, you know yeah. we both might want to go away and play and try and rush in before before Death game story, of the year. I'll definitely have a look at that Lone Echo as well. I think I'm going to try and get get those before the year's out. I was just looking actually that um, oh shit was oh that Lone Echo is going to be scary, isn't it? I've just realised that's going to be one of those like scary games. <laughs> oh no, the one that I mentioned where you blink, yes, and I said, is that a VR game? Mm. Which one was it? No, I think just, it's a, you, it does it off the webcam. It does, yeah. It, I was about, that's what I was going to say. It, it it says for the best experience, use a webcam, and it'll yeah. detect where you blink and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. If they can pull that off. Um, what I want to say is, you streaming that, and it's yes. just you in the corner blinking. That's going to be that. That'd be weird. That'd be very cool. Yeah, it'd be very funny. Awesome. Nice. Before your eyes, that's the one. Nice. And it's only eight pounds. Excellent. Oh, mate. It's like two coffees, isn't it? I've no idea anymore. <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Nick has not I don't leave the, the house. in two years. I get, I get some coffee beans delivered through the door every of week. Of course you do. It's six pounds. Nice <laughs> <laughs> work. A nice man turns up and delivers me my coffee beans and I grind them myself. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. 
<laughs> Put them in my poor over V60. <laughs> nice. Satisfies all that's true. Um, <laughs> excellent. Nice, um, so, thank you very much for joining me, Chazzy. Thank uh, you for having And thank me. you, everybody, for listening. Nice. Um, well done. We got, we got through it. Um, Mark will be back next time, I'm sure. After after listening to this, you know he won't have any more choice. <laughs> He'll be like, "Please never do that again." Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find us on the interwebs. We it stream is. sometimes at Twitch.tv/lapsedgamer. We're still doing the F1. Um, I think we're probably going to run to just over just after Christmas with that. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, well, four more races. I think so. Yeah, and then we'll have to decide what we're doing after that. Fun. No, it's four. T- I think we're on race fourteen, so yeah, it might be a few more than that actually. But we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to work out what we do after that as well. Mm. Um, yes. Keep the racing, I think, but we might mix it up with some Assetto Corsa or something. Or something um, yeah. yeah, get you involved in the mix as well. It's been a while yeah, since mate. you. Yeah, sat Just behind t- the wheel, taking a, taking a bit of time off. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, Hi guys, Mark here again. Uh, Nick's recording cut off, uh, so he didn't get a chance to say goodbye. So, on his and Chazzy's behalf, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. ta